Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gents, we all recovered? 60%. Yeah, yeah I would say. No, I was just 70. I was functioning at 30 yesterday. Oh, it was hard work, wasn't it? Thanks. Uh, Thanks everybody who came. Yeah. Made the journey to Dublin. Thank you. Class one at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, I'm changing your mind. I'm 40. Now we started talking. <laughs> I'm fucked still. <laughs> Massive thanks, everybody who turned out. We were man down, weren't we? Sean had to pull out last minute. Yeah. yeah. But Paddy and Keith were brilliant. Shanna's yeah. was absolutely store our resident store singer. Shopping? Store show store See what I mean? I'm fucked. I can tell you all because you've not shaved your head, have you? Because <laughs> it's scar on my head. Like Willie Thorne. So Can we talk me. about that? He was a fellow kosher, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. We had a, a day out on in Sunday in the old dub. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, me 40% too. <laughs> we had a few drinks with a few few koshers. Yeah, so you were giving a it couple, the big on the table that. or a chair? No, it was a chair. Yeah, it was a chair. But music were going, weren't we? We were having a bit of a dance. Lofted a little bit onto the chair and then uh, he, he come for a goodbye huggle. Huggle, can we go with huggle, cuddle, stroke, hug? Um, <laughs> an embrace. He yeah, wanted an embrace. Yeah, but he didn't realise it were. He didn't realise how much I put on. <laughs> I went top heavy. I went straight over his shoulder. Pile driver I've been on top of my head. I've been telling him for weeks he's fat. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like yeah. a, it was like a gas moment where everyone ran in the back just went. Oh Piano stopped. I can't remember it. It might be dead. By the way, only we can call you fat. Yeah. What happened last week? Oh, this is this is diabolical, by the way. You know when people that listen to the podcast come over and they, they, they come talking sometimes like they know you, don't they? Which is great, I think. You know, that the from listening to the show, they feel One of us. like we're mates. Yeah. Until they call you big nose. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll there's a it. fine line <laughs> of over-familiarity. Uh, like you said, you get a bit from Blackburn and all that. Some people start giving it um, And when somebody says, hey, come here, you little bald twat. It's like, no, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. Even though <laughs> even though both descriptions are accurate. <laughs> but it took a step too far. I went to the gym last week and I were on treadmill. More Farrah, as usual. Sprinting. Yeah, sprinting. To be fair, it wasn't completely unfamiliar. I have chatted to him before. I mean, I feel bad because he's going to listen to this. I have my headphones in, I'll run it right. Listen to this. I got a pat on the bottom. One of them. Mid stride. Mid stride. I took one earphone out, I turned around, and I got knees up, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> knees up, fatty. 
<laughs> I think you should go in with that again next time, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's... And then carried on dropping up. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I like him a that's lot. That's the first time you've told us. You've said something had happened. <laughs> but... Knees up, fatty. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely <laughs> diabolical. Guy. And again, accurate. <laughs> What about the breakfast when we were having breakfast the other day? And the lad came down, the groomsman came down, and on the stag oh, do. Talk oh. about, when, I mean, we joke about changing lives. So, guy, he might be the best man, I think. Come down and says, Oh, we've got a party upstairs. Uh, and the, the best, the, the, the groom is a, a listener. Would you mind having a photo? Yeah, no problem, no problem. So he went up, and I think his exact words were, It's your fucker's fault I'm getting married. I'm like, why? Well, what have we done? Uh, and apparently, on one of our competitions, he won seventeen hundred and fifty quid. So he said, "Your fuckers pay for me engagement ring." So we didn't say we changed lives for the better. We just changed lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he so was... we were there on his stag do, and we we paid for his engagement ring. Well, we didn't, did we? He no, chose well, the, yeah. He chose. The, he won himself but... collectively. Yeah. yeah, all those listeners paid for his engagement ring. Yeah. I hope uh, you had a good weekend, lads. Sheffield Wednesday fan, and they all dressed him in a Billy Sharp, Billy Sharp outfit, wasn't he? Billy Sharp, 10. They all started at airport, though, didn't it? Don't wear the... Uh... Oh, add them to the shit list, by the way. Ryanair. Ryanair. Yeah. It's not the Fuck second me. time we've given some, some shit either. We've given them a few a few bullets. Deserved. Well, this is embarrassing. Were, it was funny, though. So we sat about and we're waiting to board the plane. We've got us bags in the middle, and this... Thing is, we've been with we've gone with them a few times, and we know it's coming. I was there with my little with my little satchel. We never, the, never a, this bad though. Never this pair busy. of underpants, a pair of socks. I know what's coming. And John rocks up with an old doll. Well, I, had, I did as well. It were, Two old dolls. It were a bag, right? A sensible bag. Sensible. So questionable. She said, uh, "Oh, is that, have you got thingy extra thing for all these priority? Priority? One. Well, yeah, we have that one. She says, what about these two? Can you come with me, lads? Frog march, yeah. we? <laughs> I think she might have called us sirs. Can you come with us, sir? So I picked my bag up, Brownie's picked his bag up. Gone to, you know, the little metal thing where you yeah. go, the, get the it bag in. test. Gone to stuff it in, she went, we ain't going that way. I went, what do you mean? She says, pass it here. So she's passed it here. So I've tried putting it in lengthways, lengthways to squash. She's gone widthways, knowing full well it would not, not fit in. So she's trying to push it in, trying to push it in. I'm like, what's going to happen here then? She says, oh, it's 65 quid. I went, right, okay. So Brownie went, right, here, I'll put mine in. So he went that way, yeah. the sensible way, managed to squeeze it in, took his bag out, says, foot pass it here. So I've gone the original way that I was going to go in, right? And I've stuck it in. It's probably about four inch outside the thing. <laughs> and I've lost my head by this point. So I've just fucking smacked <laughs> the thing, smacked my bag, right? <laughs> The air's come out, the clothes have all squashed at the bottom, and I just went, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Pick my bag up and fucking stormed off. <laughs> Never said another word to her. <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> but there was a massive queue, and that and that bag, they must do it on purpose. They must put it right at the front of the queue so everybody can hear the conversation that you're yeah. having. I thought, oh, this is going to be painful. <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> Everybody in the everybody in the front of the queue were pissing yeah, the bags. Because obviously, blatantly obvious what she was trying to do, trying to charge us for this bag. They were just walking up and down, weren't they? Like inspectors, yeah. just looking at everybody's bags and. 
But I knew I could get that bag in that way. But she took it off me and went the way knowing that it wouldn't yeah. get in. The thing is, it looked so... You know, the way she put it, it just looked so big, the bag on top of that little tiny little thing. But then when you flipped it and... Give it the boom. Excellent. I actually wish I'd have flagged it up way off. Oh, <laughs> oh mate. What about uh, Colga? Yeah, what an episode. Yeah. Gone down very well, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, full credit to him being talking about everything, all everything he's been through, his experiences, and you know, how he's. I think it's changed a lot of side. people's opinions on him as well, looking from the comments. Yeah. Like, he played at QPR, he weren't great, but. I don't know, I half understand why and all that. And The best thing about it, he's owned everything, hasn't he? He hasn't <laughs> yeah. blamed anybody. He's owned everything that he's done Yeah, and come out the other side. Before we get on to this week's episode, gentlemen, quick message for our sponsor, Hello Fresh. How nice does that chicken look? I have got some cards here, yeah. Have a look at that. Flatbread. I had, I had a delivery last week. I've never uh, seen one of them. Halloumi and roasted aubergine burger. That was lovely, by the way. Honey mustard sausages and onion gravy. That, that one's sounds, for you. That's special. Special. You that can is, have that, that is one. me. Spice pork noodles. Tostada. Like tostada? I've never, yeah, never had one before. Oh, bloody lovely. Well, if you're not aware of HelloFresh, all the fresh ingredients delivered straight to your door. All the cooking instructions. Foolproof, right isn't it, Chris? Yeah. Oh, idiot proof. Cooking for dummies, Yeah, I would say. Full roast there. Another thing I like about you know, if you're... Just started your diet, your summer summer diet. Yeah. The low calorie option. Love to take them away, John. <laughs> you you don't need have. them, Johnny. Tell that Ice pork noodles, that might do all right for you. Lovely. Low calorie. And the variety is unbelievable depending on your needs. What family have we got? meals. Family meals. Rapid. Rapid meals. Low calorie. Low carb. Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yes. Everything's ticked in it. Every yeah. box is ticked for Just your culinary needs. Go through on the website, choose what you want, choose your delivery date. On your doorstep. Very reasonably priced. No need to be traipsing around the supermarket. All fresh stuff. It's bloody scrumptious and all. What, go on, ask me the question, Chris. Do you go low calorie? No. Have we got an offer? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> the answer's yes, and we've got an offer. All you've got to do is go to www.hallofresh.co.uk slash hfkosh60 and you get 60% off your first box and 25% off your next two. Give it a go, man. Just try it, it honestly, yeah. try it. You will, you will not be disappointed. And you get a free gift. Or you can just go on the website and put in the code HFKOSH60 on checkout. You won't be disappointed. Get that 60% off, 25% off the next two. Have you gone low calorie? Yeah, I have. What's I going to do with you? I'm thinking about just eating these, these papers that come me. <laughs> Who have we got this week? The big, big dog. Bill. The big man. The big lad. We went down to the big smoke for this one, didn't we? Size of his arms are sensational, aren't they? I couldn't stop looking at them. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're buying a joint for your Sunday dinner. That's what you go for. For 12. Yeah, I'll have two bayos over here, please. I don't think you need two. Right? One bayo's enough. Yeah. <laughs> One bayo, bicep and tricep, please, is going to feed a family of 12. <laughs> a lot of bicep. Yeah. Full of energy. Oh, I but never I expected already, nothing we? less. Yeah. Um, Very good lad. It's, it's just mad, the trajectory of his career post football as well you know of his life really interviewing mm. yeah interviewing the rock some boy some boy and it's not as tall as what you think no six foot i think he's yeah. a little bit less than that you think, you think? I, I reckon i had a bit on him he's <laughs> okay, not that small but to be we'll fair though, the picture you can imagine like playing against him and he gets his pork joint near you're fucked aren't you 
He's, he's, you're not you've moving been, him. You've been gnawing on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he came to Donghas, he didn't used to jump. He just used to like, do exactly that. Yeah. And the ball just used to go and he'd stick to his chest. Yeah. And everybody used to head it. And Everything was on the chest. And it was had a better touch than what people think, by the mm. way. Should we get him in? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. T-shirt on as well, mate. Oh uh, yeah, it was nailed on. Where were you? Was always. You were the beast as well, weren't you? At the I don't know what year did you start with the beast, Jobby? Two thousand and ten. See, I'd already got the tag. Oh, you were you the original? I should have patented it, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> you could do some beast more. You could do some beast cardigans. <laughs> Your little bad job. Parks, you know. I like parks. A bit of like yeah, parks are like even more. <laughs> We're a bit disappointed that he's not fetched me one, to be honest. I'll, I'll send you one. I just wanted a nice, I wanted to know one to fit you nicely. You know what I'm saying? No worries. The exit is. <laughs> What's your, your gym routine? Um, what now? Uh, to be fair, I don't go as, I don't go as hard as what everyone, I train five times a week though. So I'm always on the what bike in the morning and then Mondays generally shoulders and arms, Tuesdays is chest and arms, and then same Wednesday shoulders and arms and then back. So I work, but I, I say I've got two daughters. I've got a 16 year old and 11 year old, so I've got to stay big until they get married. I don't care. People oh, think I joke. Oh yeah, man, yeah, there's, there's a lot of Thundercats out there in their school. So I go to my, my little daughter's school, the 16 year old. I just eye up anybody that's eyeing her up. Be like, boy, best believe <laughs> it could be problematic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of bicep, that bail, yeah. man. No, and the worst a lot thing of is, listen, see me in two months because it's holiday season. So summer season, it gets a bit bigger and that. You ain't even seen my brothers. My younger brother was here, but he's left. He's If you think my arms are big, he's he's double mine. Well, not double, that's, I'm, I'm propsing him. But he's got bigger arms and my older brother's bigger than both of us. So we're a trio, man. Yeah, we look like a trio of wrestlers. We had a few messages, people saying, did your physique hinder your career rather than help it? But No. Uh, listen, no. To be fair, that's wrong of me to say, did it hinder? I think that, especially earlier days, there's a perception of football. So it, you, you, I was typecast. I was a big guy, so I played a certain way as uh, at the beginning. But I think as it went on, my size helped me, especially off the field. Um, so... Listen, it is where it is. But I'll always say, and Parks, you'll know this. I think you've got to be more than just a big person to be able to be in the game. And when we was in the game, there was a lot more target men. And then they kind of fizzled out of the game. So you've got to have more than just size to be able to hold a 22-year career. So that, in my mind, was like, look, you can have your own perception. But don't get it twisted. I do think that my size played a part in... I, I couldn't play in a pressing team. I knew that. That was my game. I couldn't. So if you was a, a pressing manager, you wouldn't sign like in front of I, I get all that. Um, but do I take it as, oh, I could have got to the Prem if I was smaller? Nah, I don't look at it like that. I got to where I was supposed to be throughout my career. Who tried to change you? Anyone sit you down? Stop Not it. sit me down. A.D. Boothroyd was probably the one that was most vocal in the sense of saying, oh, look, I want you to be a certain way. Um, there was nobody that, and this is not me being provado or anything. Um, there was nobody that could say, stop doing gym. Because for me, gym was something I genuinely liked, especially when 
I enjoyed it. So after Swansea, when I broke my leg, that was when I started to hit the gym. Prior to that, I weren't really a massive gym goer. Um, but nobody could have told me if you decide a gym or football, I wouldn't have allowed it. Like this, I, <laughs> not in the, I just wouldn't. I just I was very stubborn like that anyway. So AD Boothroyd was the only one that I can remember vocally that was like, look, I want to play a certain way and you're a certain way. So so he actually benched me. So he brought in uh, Saido Barino. He brought him in um, and he benched me for a while. And then, boy, he had to, he had to bring me back in. Oh, they always come back. Yeah, they always come back. Couple of bad results. You know the maddest thing is, and that's what the, I'll always look at it. And I don't know, Parks, you may be, it may be the same. I always find that because we was very much a start of the focal point, when you went away from that, when things went bad, you'd go back to a vocal point. And that's why I'd always say, regardless of what, if they just won, then you, you ain't got shit to say. But you would always go through a point where you're like, look, we need a vocal point. And that's just what it was. And so it would always come back. They'd always be like, oh, B, get on. Or we got to start. Or they're aggressive. Because centre-arts are generally the biggest on the pitch. So when it wasn't going right, it was like, fuck it, B, you need to get back on. So at the end of the day, it was like, shit, I know you're going to have to come back. And it was just take your opportunity when you get it back, just so you can say, well, shit, I told you. It's similar, isn't it? Very similar. Because many times I've heard John say, if anybody had told me Greg's off football, it's not happening. Why do you have to be a dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> fact. Greg's is the, the donut place and that, just so I didn't miss the joke. Yeah, yeah. Just checking. Yeah. I'm just checking. He's just, just, yeah. just, just trying to fucking kill me. You know why? Because he's fat at the minute. Uh, he's fat. And I'm, not, and I'm not letting him hear the end of it. But no, I would have said, no, I'm still eating me, Greg's. Yeah. Go, going back to the very start, mate, what was what was your upbringing like? Um, do you know what? Um, two brothers, sisters? Yeah, so I've got two brothers and a sister. Mum and dad still together now. Six of us, very tight-knit family. Was raised in and uh, from African, real cultural upbringing. Parents were strict. Both they initially was like, look, like it was back in the day, you had to either be a, a doctor, a lawyer, um, so both the, my older brother and my older sister went to university, stopped when it got to me. It was, I was like, look, I'm going to play football. That's what I want to do. And they knew I was stubborn from a young age. So it was like this brother eats, sleeps football. That's what he wants to do. Raised big on respect. Used to get whooped by parents. Mum and dad uh, was raised on the estate. You fought on the estate. You played football on the estate. You played run out. You climbed. It was your whole. It was just your upbringing. Um, all day as well, and all day. Yeah. You, you were out all for, day along that. Uh, it, no uh, fall computer just gone. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know the maddest thing is, and I, I actually think you know you trained and you worked out with not knowing you trained and yeah. worked out just because you was running the whole day. So when you got to football, it was just running with a football. I I watched my son Nan. He flipping takes after me now because. He just gets tired after 12 minutes. <laughs> but I do think that it's just, it's a difference because that's what it was. We just, we played out. Soon as the sun came up, we was out to the sun go down. And I just think it's, I, I honestly think it was poignant to those and we were durable. And that's where it is. And I'm not knocking modern day football. Modern day football, you've got them, they're techers. I just think for us growing up, we were durable because well, we ran and we hurt our knee, quick, quick wash and we're back out playing again. And you know, I think that's just an element. And that was, a, 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 like I, I come back to say was, that was my upbringing. Raised up on the estate, uh, played football, hang out with the man names and just enjoyed. How old were you when, when you signed for Watford then? 
17. So 17 was when I went on the, the, the trial for Watford and it just, it turned into like an eight month trial. So I didn't technically sign. I went in there. Well, actually I did sign. Uh, um, I did sign for them in the sense of, but it was signing for a trial. And then I was there for eight months. Canelo or Jay Simpson's trial weren't that I long. Was fucking, not we had three different fucking managers at the time. Um, I literally had three different managers and then the third manager came in and said, oh, look, we've got two teams, the reserve team and the first team. And we've got like eight strikers trying to get into two teams. So I don't think you're good enough. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, and I remember I was mad pissed at that, not because he rejected me or because they released me. It was because he called my parents in and my parents had to take a day off work. So I went in a tie, my parents come. So I'm thinking, what, well, you're gonna call my parents? Y'all gonna say, you're gonna give me something. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sitting there with my parents and I'm sitting and thinking, what? Well, you could have just told me, I would have told them, like bring him up. So I remember just thinking, all right, cool, say nothing. It is what it is. Um, and then of course, that's how the Lithuanian thing after that, I went to Lithuania, um, shit, and that was just crazy. How, how did that happen? Like, so how old are you? So I'm seventeen, stroke eighteen. So when I went on trial, when I went on trial, actually I was eighteen for Lithuania. So it come after I had an agent who I used to play for a local team, St Mary's, and he came down and watched me. He we played a game for Watford, and it, I think it was a team that come over from Lithuania we played them but then what also happened he was married to a Lithuanian woman so it kind of just all the stars aligned so the president of the FK Atlantis the Lithuanian team spoke to my agent who his wife was there so anyway I had a conversation and they said look we want to get you out there for a trial so how they sold it to me was at the time was they played in the uh, European competitions so the top team plays yeah, you, uh, Europe. You, uh, no, no, they, this was the Cup Winners' Cup at the time. So it was the Cup Winners' Cup and well, the top team would play in the premier rounds of the, the Champions League. So, and then they was like, look, we'll pay you. We don't do banks, we pay cash in hand. So I was like, all right, cool. So in my mind anyway, I was thinking, I'm going to go out there, make them want to sign me and then use that as collateral to get a club here. That's yeah. just what I was thinking. And I suppose at that point as well, it's I'm getting paid to play. Yeah, so literally when after... They said, so I come back here and nothing was happening here. Going back then, the way I thought, I was like, right, they're going to pay me to play this game. They're going to pay me to play football. So I was like, yeah, cool. Nothing happened here. So I went back there. Um, and this is crazy. So I'm 18, born and raised in London. It didn't cross my mind that I didn't speak the language. It didn't cross my mind that I wouldn't enjoy the food. And it didn't cross my mind that I'd be the only black person there. When I got there, I realised all three. So I realised I didn't speak the language. I realised I didn't enjoy the food. I realised that I was one of probably six or seven people in the city of Clypeador that I lived in, and I was the first black person in the league. In the so, city? Yeah, so in the city, there was six or seven black people in the city, and I think they were either university students or something like that. So it was, when I mean literally, it was spot the blacks. That's just what it was. You, they weren't, it wasn't like I was going to go, all right, it was literally. But when I when it really hit home, like it was the maddest thing. So you lot know pre-season. So let's say we was at Donny and we played whoever's local in Donny. So it wasn't at the stadium. It was to get them some money in. So they weren't in the stadium. It was the pitch. So they can stand right beside yeah. the pitch. So we're playing the pre-season game. This is my first game for the team. And we, we kick off. So as I kick off and as strikers do, we stand for them to hit the diag. So they hit the diag. I win the header and it's ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like, oh. 
That sounds like monkey chants. So you got to look at it. I ain't never heard monkey chants in football. None of that. Not, nothing like that. So I'm thinking, right, man, this is monkey chants. So anyway, a couple minutes goes and then the chant starts. Zigga, zigga, zigga. Shoot the fucking. Zigga, zigga, zigga. Shoot the fucking. So I'm like, what the fuck? Is so this your own fans? This is so a thousand. Five hundred were mine. Five hundred were the away. So it gets louder. So the away fans start it. Ziga, ziga, and then it just starts an anthem. Then my fans join in. So I'm sitting on, I'm stand, I'm literally standing on the pitch, like, what the fuck is going on? So anyway, we go into half time, and our club captain, he's the only one that can speak English. So I goes to him first, I was like, bro, what does Ziga mean? He said, they just rhyme it with the word, with the N-word. It's like raw. So anyway, we go out for the second half, start up, boom, straight away. So within five minutes of the second half, I'm like, fuck this, like I'm coming off. So as I come off, it was the fucking biggest roar, like the goal had been scored. So I walk off, I'm like, all right, fuck this, I'm going home. So the president, he's got a phone at this time. So to paint a picture, right? There's no iPhones, there's no FaceTime. Like, so, but I used to speak on MSN. So I used to go to the internet cafe. So when I mean I was isolated, laptops, I think was stupid amount of money. So when I mean I was isolated, so to call home, I needed a phone card. So anyway, I goes to the president of the club. I was like, look, I need to lose your mobile. So I phoned my brother. So I goes to my brother. Um, I yell, bro, I'm coming home. He goes, why? I goes, right, they're being racist. And he goes to me, um, all right, listen, B, I won't tell you to stay anywhere that you don't want to stay, but if you leave, they win. So again, this is not me. I won't even go on like it was a film that music played and I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking stay. I was like, I'm going home. So I went home. Slept, but then the next day, I don't know what it was. I was just like, nobody's gonna kick me out of anywhere. Nobody's gonna run me out of nowhere. And then, the, however, football it works. We play the season. I score goals. We get to equivalent of the FA Cup, the Lithuanian Cup. FK Atlantis ain't won a competition, ain't won a trophy in eight years. We win one nil. I score the only goal, and then my fans all of a sudden take to man like, oh shit. We love this guy. Right, right. Opened up Adidas store. Didn't pay at the restaurants. Didn't pay at cinema. Were you still a bit like? I tell you what. Still, fuck you. Oh yeah. Like we wasn't. Don't don't see. Uh, this is. There weren't a thing where I was thinking. Ah oh, yeah yeah. We're cool. I I was so despondent from them. I came there to do what I was gonna do. It was more like you lot ain't gonna run me nowhere. I come here to play football. So even when I scored my goals, even when we won the cup, it was like, cool, like I did my thing. It was always, in my mind, it was always a means to an end, but they were paying me. So it was, I was playing football and they were paying me. So that was the Lithuanian process. I went back. Did you ever feel it, like, sorry, at goal. that point, did you ever feel like that when you were scoring the goals and fans were interacting with you, did you ever think this is, this is a little bit bigger than football here, what I'm doing? No. Nah, I didn't. This wasn't even on, I wasn't even on this. What I what I took from that situation, one, I thought ignorance was bliss. I knew that these, because, I, I, look, I, I think it'll be so much different now with social media. I think what social media has done, it's made a world that's been so big, smaller. But at the time, it was, you could only watch shit on TV. And that's what it was. It wasn't even, I didn't set out to be different. So even when I was scoring, in my mind is, yeah, but shit, if I weren't scoring, then I'm shit. That's what I was thinking in my head. It actually nothing to do with, oh yeah, watch, I'm going to go and fucking make you not see. I couldn't care less in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. It was just, oh, I went to the guy and I went to go score goals. I went to the win. Um, my, what was pushing me was every time I scored, I got paid. So I was like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this shit for me. So when we won the cup, it was more of, yeah, yeah, cool. Like I've did it. 
but I, how do I flip in? How do I get back to the ends? That was all of it. Yeah, so yeah. even after I leave it, I've got no animosity towards them, the, the fans and nothing. I ultimately don't have nothing. I have no feelings towards them. They played an, uh, a part in my journey and it is what it is. You know, when you spoke to the captain, was it just a matter of fact, oh, they're just right. Yeah. And there was so like no support, no, no getting no, around. I know no, there was a language no, no. barrier, but still. Yeah, I was going to punch up a few of them, man, on the pitch, just because I knew there was two, like there was few words which I knew. And I knew there was two of them that was racist, standard. Like I just knew it to the point where the game's going on and I grabbed the dude because I don't think I passed. And I know what the word, the black word in Lithuania is. I, I knew what it was. And he said it and I fully grabbed him up. And there was a next one, like, and it, again, and he, it was running and he was chatting. And I, I knew, you know, I knew there was man them that didn't check for me, that rolled with the people that were chatting that shit. But there was nothing. There was no like, ah, uh, yeah. But I, funny enough is my roommate was part of my same agency. So he was a Japanese, so he was getting racial as well. They were giving him racial slurs. So it was me and him that was together. But the rest of the team, like my club, uh, the club captain played in Denmark, he played for, played in Europe. But it was just, it was just oh, shit it is where it is, isn't it? Like you're the only one, like they're saying it, like deal with it. Um, and it's mad because I always look back at it now and I'm not saying I would want to go through it now, but because I was 18, I actually allowed them to penetrate myself. I allowed them to make me walk off the pitch, which for me pisses me off now. But I do then say, it's well, part of the journey. yeah, I do say you're a product of your experiences. So it makes you the individual you are now. But I look back at it now and I think, rah, I fucking let them win. And that, it, it, it gripes me when I talk about it. It's not like it sits on me, but when I talk about it, I'm like, shit. Yeah, but you had to go through that experience yeah, to be yeah, in your to, day, don't, yeah. yeah, don't get it twisted. I know it. I still don't like the fact yeah, that yeah. I allowed them yeah. to do that for me. But shit, like I said, it's it, it, it was the it was the journey that I was supposed to go on. Yeah. And when you came back, was it a case of good riddance? I'm, I'm out oh, of here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I got back, it was like Barry Town was John Fashionu. I linked up with John Fashionu. He then got ownership of Barrytown. He said, look, will you get you to Barrytown? Um, they win their league and they play in the premier rounds um, of uh, the Champions League. So you'll have that. So you get some goals there, but at least we've got you out. Your contracts had one year left. So when I got back, I was like, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. The freedom, being, just being on my phone, jumping my car, I could drive back to London. To be fair, Lithuania, I had to get on a plane to get back. So just coming back to Barrytown, I loved the whole process of it. And then it, it wound up. Club got, this, this club just got dispersed. And then the journey again started. And so I had to go on trial. Then I ended up signing a month for Boston, a month for Leighton Orient, three months for Russian and Diamonds. And then that's when I, I, I come to Doncaster. What so feedback are you getting in, yeah. that, in that period? So are you going on these, what feedback are you getting in that? So those? Boston wanted Why to sign me. Why off so, at that point? So Boston, so I went to Boston, done well at Boston, but Boston was far. So I, my thing, the craziest thing is for me, I, I was so bent on getting back to being in London. I'm a London boy. So I'm, I'm a London boy. So because I started in Lithuania, I was like, nah, man, I have to get back to London. I want to be around my people. So Boston come in, signed a month in Boston, did well, um, but then Orient came in at the end of my, at the end. So I think it was three weeks into it. 
So they asked to renew it and Orient said they had a striker go down. So it's like, look, we need another striker. So I goes, right, Orient's 20 minutes from my house. I was like, oh shit, I'm gone. So I left Boston, went to Orient. So then the striker got fit after that month. And they said, look, we don't need five strikers. At this time, it's very much four strikers at every club. So after that, then Russian Diamonds were in the league above Orient and we played against them in a reserve team game and I did well. So then Brian Torbert was the manager of Rushton, said, oh, look, we want you to come for a trial. And this was the first time I ever had it. I remember I trialed on a Monday and I was on the bench for the first team on a Saturday. So I was like, oh shit, this is moving forward. And a league up from Orient. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to get my chance here and it's going to work. Didn't even come on. Sat on the bench for six weeks. Didn't come on one time. And when I knew it was fucked, our striker got sent off. No, pulled up on injury. I was the only striker on the bench. How Torbert just rearranged the whole team. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm definitely, definitely not playing. You know when you're like, like oh, yeah, you know, you know <laughs> me thinking, oh shit, I'm on. There's no other striker. Fam, hey, no lies. He, the left back he pushed there, the, the midfield he pushed there. <laughs> That's when you know, man. On my life, that Monday, he called me in. He was like, look, big man, you've trained well. But I knew after that anyway, myself, I was like, look, you couldn't. It was too much. So he let me go. And then... Doncaster. And I remember getting a call from Doncaster and I didn't even know Doncaster was second in the yeah, league. We flying. I was thinking, flying, flying. So I was thinking, wait. And then boom. And then from Donny. Donny was the start because after Donny, then I had a full season was at Torquay. So Donny was the start. Do you remember that brought me tour? Two? I don't know. I was thinking that earlier. Did we ever play together? Because I brought me tour in the November and then the signed, it brought you in. Mm -hmm. And then the, there was me, you, Greg Blundell, Big Leo, was Leo there? Yeah, yeah. Leo? Leo was there. Leo, for me, did have a big strike pass. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. man. Let me say something, because I, I don't ever say it, because you was on loan from Newcastle, right? Sunderland. Sunderland. So I knew it was up them sides. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Your touch. So I'm very big on, I was always used to banter with touch. I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm really good. Like, I'd always put myself up. And I remember we trained and, you know, they we they used to rip Leo all the time, you know, and Leo's comeback word, uh, hundred Legos, B. <laughs> Every time. Hundred, hundred Legos, B. Look at this when you're 36, B. Uh, B, 36, uh, 36, hundred Legos. And so, hundred Legos, B. He used to always be, he used to always say, and so, see, for me, I'm a London brother. So, young boys used to rip Leo. What I could, let me tell you what I couldn't get in my mind, right? Leo's six foot three, four, big brother. And the way they used to rip him, they used to say trampoline touch. And he used to, <laughs> used to be like, how's your Legos? Me, I'm thinking, you, you rip me like that, I'm gonna punch in your face. Like, that's how, but man, so I remember saying to him, I'm like, yeah, I've come for your position. I said this to him. I was very much, I was a confident brother. Like, so I remember being like, yo, well, I'm coming for your position. And I remember that, but I was massive on touch because his touch wasn't the greatest. And I trained with you. And I remember being in, this is not big, I remember being in awe of your touch. You weren't madly quick, because I knew I could run at this like time. Like a shift though, Bill. Yeah. yeah. When, I got, when I got going. Yeah, just took him a bit. Yeah, yeah go just took him. I ain't gonna lie. I can say this, because this is before I broke my leg, where I couldn't run at all <laughs> afterwards, but prior. But I remember thinking, oh, so this is the level 
that you got to be to get to that Sunderland. Because I was thinking, right, he didn't get in at Sunderland and his touch is mad. So this is the level you got to be in to then get to the next level. So this is what I was thinking. So I don't think I ever told you that, like, you know what I'm saying? Because you were slightly big time because you were from Sunderland. And <laughs> 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 you were straight. Well, that's that's well. <laughs> I didn't want to put too much smoke in <laughs> But yeah, so to be fair, I remember. But we did, we played up, we played up top a, a few times. Either I came on or you came on. We played up top and you also dropped in the 10. But then me and Greg, like Greg, Greg was just, yeah. he was, we had a good part. Funny lad just, Oh my days. Proper funny. Yeah, to me, for the squad was decent. I actually liked it. It was good lads. Yeah. Did you struggle? You know, you're saying what you wanted to be in London. I remember there was a lot of times you'd report just to the hotel on a Friday night. Yeah. Did, was there something you spoke to Dave Penny about that you wanted to get back? Yeah. Just have was, a couple of days at home. And... Yeah. I was very much, it's funny because that's the reason why I never signed again. So I always wanted to be at home. I always wanted to be at home. I actually, it was a, it was the most time where I struggled with being away from home. I was always like, I need to be back. So after, so that's why I used to stay in a hotel and come up on a Tuesday, rarely, sorry, come up on a Friday and report to and then play or be around with it. So I remember after we got promoted, I, I went in to see him. So at that time I'd done well, but, after that end of that season, Penny pulls me in his office. So I'm expecting him to say, okay, here's a year contract. Uh, you've done well. He went to me, big man, you missed too many trainings. And I think you, you love London too much. So I'm not going to offer you a contract. If you, to show me you want to stay, you've got to turn up every single day on pre-season, not miss a day. And then the beginning of the season, we'll give you a contract. I was like, what? I was like, I fucked that. And I remember saying this. I was like, nah, look, I'll show that I want to stay by signing. So whatever you need to do to get that, I'll sign. You can put in a contract, I'll sign. He's like, nah. So I goes, cool. Then Mickey called me and said, look, he's a young manager. Um, look, we want you. Um, turn up first day of preseason and we'll sort it. So I goes, all right, cool. But at this time, I'd already negotiated a contract with Torquay. Torquay started on Thursday. Donnie started on Monday. So I was going to sign on the Thursday up at Torquay. Torquay was far. So I'm, 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 saying I'm not great yeah. at geography, me, yeah. though, but I don't think Torquay's in the London catchment nah, area, let me tell is you, it? Nah, let me tell you. So <laughs> let me tell you when the, this is what I'm saying. Let me tell you when the realization came into play. So all up until then. Oh, you I'm weren't still, good at geography. So, no, 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 no. No, in the sense where prior to when I signed for Donnie, I was very blase with professionalism. So I was just very, look, I'll turn up, I'll do me. That's what I was. Then when Penny said, look, we're not going to give you nothing. I was thinking, nah, man, like, but I've got to get right now. I've actually got to sign because I, I need a contract now. So he then said, look, you need to buy a place in Doncaster to sign. So no problem. He said, look, uh, is your partner going to um, live with you? I said, no problem. So on the first day on a Monday, I went up there with my partner and we said, we'll buy a place. He said, all right, cool we'll discuss this on a Tuesday. So I was expecting a sign on a Monday. So Monday goes, goes away, Tuesday comes around. So after training, he sits down with me and my partner in the hotel. He says, look, are you gonna live, are you gonna move up with him? I said it's to her, she said, yeah, of course. He goes, you're gonna buy a property? I goes, of course. So he goes, all right, cool. He said, it doesn't matter what Torquay's offered you, we'll fucking beat them, which they did. They said, look, this is what it is and that. Then I get a call from my agent and then he's saying, well, 
we're only going to pay you this once you buy a house. I was like, but I don't know how long it's going to take to buy a house. Do the contract. I've said this. I'm a man of my word. Right, right. He said no. And then after that, I got in my car on that Tuesday, drove home. And then Thursday, drove up to Torquay. But when I drove up to Torquay was then when I was like, okay, look, regardless of what, I am now going to be about football and get back. But still saying that, fucking every Wednesday, or every Tuesday after training or after a game, I was on that M4 back to London every Saturday. So twice a week, I was driving back to London constantly for that Torquay. And even yeah. when I went to Swansea, I bought a place in Bristol because it was halfway between London and Swansea. So I was very much London-based in the yeah. well, London mentality. Yeah. And is that, you know, when you went to Torquay, you got 14 goals. Was that because you got your head right, you, you invested in it and you thought, right, I'm a footballer, so I'm going to do it. Is that the start? That was the, it was the start. It was, it was the start. It was the start when I was like, all right, cool. I'm the main man now. But the first initial bit, I came in for Graham. I can't remember his first name. Um, anyway, he went to Wigan. So at first they was like, he was their goal scorer, got him promoted. So initially I was like, I play nothing like this guy. Like, so the first, I think month it was, you know, oh, look, he's totally different. And then after that, it was like, no, nah, man, I'm nothing like him. I'm, I'm me. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I knew I was the main man up top. So because I was the main man, that was the, the start where I was like, shit, it's on my shoulders now. So I've got to put my best foot forward. I'm not saying it, it doesn't always go now. I caught up with Leroy Rosinha um, a, a few times um, at that club. Um, but that was what it was. It was getting my head right. And plus, because it was... I'd, I'd, I'd got a place out there. So even though I was going back to London, I'd, I'd leave and then have a place to rest prior. And then after training, I'd rest. So I'd still prepare for games proper. We got relegated that season, but that was where I'd known people started to talk about him. It's like, okay, put him around or put him in the place with other players and he'll be able to do bits. You re reject your contract? Swansea. At Torquay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even that was, I forgot that they record conversations. So I, I weren't big on, so at these times, I remember I'm on the, on the plane. So we've been relegated. They've offered me uh, a contract, uh, talking. And I'm like, at this time, I'm like, look, I'm going to see what's out there. I don't, I, I want to get back closer to home. And that was it. I actually did want to get back closer to home. So a journalist is, is, is phoned me and he goes, <laughs> I've, I've seen this yeah. film before. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> We had a good no. one, Matt. It's, it's, it's about 45 minutes past Cardiff. But that's why, that's why it's crazy. This what happened. Let me tell you. Let me tell you another fucking story, guys. So I wanted to get back close to home. So, but Torquay fucking far, though. Like, y'all know, like, like Plymouth, Torquay, they far. I'm just telling you. Like the boys, they far. So anyway, so I remember I'm on a plane. I'm about to get on a plane. Um, a journalist calls me and he says, oh, do you think um, you're going to sign? I goes, no, I don't think I'm going to sign. So me thinking, oh, I've just said that to him, but they put it in the paper. So Leroy phones me, he says, wait, how you not, uh, why are you telling him you're not going to sign? I goes, I never said that. He goes, but it's in the paper, man. They've quoted you saying that. I was like, oh, yeah, it came out wrong. Anyway, so that was, I remember thinking, oh, shit, whenever you talk, know what you're saying. But then anyway, um, I was actually going to go to Bristol City. So Bristol City came in for me. Um, I didn't even know nothing about Swansea. Swansea just got promoted that season when we got relegated. But Bristol City was, I was going to go Bristol City. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm three, and out, three hours on the motorway to Torquay from London. 
Bristol's an hour and a half from the motorway. So I'm half in it. So I'm like, all right, cool. That gets me closer back to London. So all the way through Bristol City, it was always Bristol City was the front runner. But then Torquay said at that time they had to go tribunal, which I couldn't understand because I was only signed for a year, but they had to go to tribunal. Bristol City was scared about just getting hit with a massive sum. So anyway, Kenny Jackett calls me at Swansea. He says, look, B, um, manager of Swansea, want to bring you down, just got promoted. We've just got a big stadium, rah, rah, come down. I remember going with my agent and I said a figure. They just said, yeah. I was like, oh shit, this is how it runs, <laughs> I slurped down. I was like, oh shit, it runs like this. <laughs> so then they was like, so then they was like, I said, let me be conservative and answer this. It's like, yeah. I said, what? Bob, you should have known. <laughs> um, so, so then he was like, um, so then they was like, yeah, look, Swansea, we're cool. We'll go to tribunal. It's not a problem. Like what they say is what they say. So it's like, all right, cool. Then they said, then I was like, in my head, I, I, I said this, I was like, it's far, like I church on a Sunday and I, I didn't miss church in London. So I was so methodical with that. So it, wherever I was, this is what I'm saying. I would go back to London for church on a Sunday. So I said this to the, I said this to Kenny. I was like, look, you're far because I church on a Sunday. And he's like, do you only like going? I goes, I only like going to the church I go to, which is in South London, which I used to go with my family. Um, so then he was like, look, we've got eight players that travel from Bristol to Swansea. So it was an hour. And because I was already in my mind, I was going to sign for Bristol City because they were the ones showing interest. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. Because I was going to plan to live in Bristol anyway. And that's how I was like, all right, look, I've got a place in Bristol. And then of course, Bristol came in as, they came in the day I signed. They said, yeah, we'll go to Tribunal. I said, it's too late. I'll sign for Swansea. And then Swansea was, that was for me the start over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? First game against Tranmere, 20,000 people at the Liberty Stadium. I'm just thinking, rah, this is like a stadium in League One. Like the team was at Trons, Robinson, uh, Britain, Martinez. Our team was just mad, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Austin. We should have pissed the league. Um, even January brought in Fallon, Rory Fallon and Leon Knight. It was just, it was flipping... But lost in the playoff finals. That's where I missed the penalty at the Millennium Stadium. I brought that up before you lot brought that up. <laughs> well, I'm a fucking Barsley fan, Bayo. So I were at that game. Yeah. And I were absolutely buzzing. Sorry but, about that. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, if you, you told me this prior, I would have just <laughs> I can't believe we lost that game. I, I honestly you can't believe us, didn't you? I, I just can't believe we lost that game. I remember um, Paul Hayes, that, that, that teamed up with him at Wickham years later. And he was saying, and I remember me and Trons was on that bench. I remember Roy Fallon scored a fucking wicked bicycle kick. But we, I just couldn't believe it's like, that it was 2-2 two, two, and then Trons came on just before. So we had like 36 goals sitting on the bench. Trons came on, should have scored. I remember I came on, should have scored and it went to penalties. And look, you lot have been there. It was in my career, it was the most confident I've been stepping up to a penalty, the most confident. Then when I saw the ball sail over the bar, I kid you not, I swear to you, as big, I was like, oh shit, fuck, I missed. And I was the first one to miss. <laughs> and I remember walking back thinking, right, these men have fucked this shit up for the man them. Like I really, so then in my head I was thinking, nah man, I know Willie Gray is gonna get me out of this. Then Barnsley's fucking penalties. Did they score all five? All of them. Yeah. I think he, they sent him every single... So whichever way the penalty went, Willie went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I 
emotions. So I remember thinking, <laughs> oh shit, I'm going to be the only one to miss. I swear. And then Tate stepped up, Alan Tate stepped up. And missed, and partly I was relieved. I won't even lie. Cheers, <laughs> Tate. I was like, it's a good bit of pressure on the edge, Josh. I was yeah. like, Tate, thank you, brother. <laughs> it's me and you together, cuz we both fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, but again, you know what I'm saying? You look at shit like that, and it happens in football. And I just remember thinking, How did you come back from it? All right, I'm, I'm going in church on my own, kicking off. Uh, what are you, you doing to me, man? Uh, uh, what are you doing all to me? My days, there's a picture, and I goes to God, I, I say to him, I was like, Oh, God. Rod, what did I do? Like, you really, you really done this to me. And I remember that there's a picture and there's a video. I remember putting it in a doc and I'm, and I'm saying to you, oh, God, raw, why? I swear. It's like, why? I've been going, it's your fucking fault. <laughs> I was like, why? But then... God Every did, Sunday. But God did it for Two hours in car. Every fucking Sunday. Every Sunday. Y'all are idiots. God, the worst thing is, and you know what? I, I put a five-minute collection tin every fucking Sunday. You know? <laughs> I did a five, I'll tell you that now. But God, 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 sometimes I always say this, right? Where you think you're meant to be or how you think it, God's got the ultimate plan. And that's what happened at that time. So when I missed that penalty, it's crazy. And I was meant to miss that penalty. And I'd, I'd, at the time, I'd be like, no, and it's the same. I was like, oh, it's emotional and that. But what really at that point, I remember Roberto Martinez was our team captain. And... And it's the funniest thing, because you, I don't know if you lot would have got it, but it would have been like, who was our team captain at Donny? Uh, Steve Foster. Foster, yeah, he fucking broke my leg. It's him who fucking broke my leg, Is you that? know? Yeah, he was that scum fork. Fucking waste, man, I should catch him. Anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you it was an accident. He came in to see me after, but it's like, we being at Donny and they saying, you know what? Fozzy may get the job, you know? And us man be like, but he's our captain. He's not going to get it. And that's what was happening at Swansea. The rumor that Roberto Martinez was going to get the job. So all of a sudden he just wasn't in the squad at all. So in the playoff final, he's in his suit. He comes down and he is crying. So at this time, I'm not emotional in the sense of a, in, when it comes to football, I'm disappointed that I fucked up, but I'm not an emotional brother with football. He comes and he's holding me and he's like, B, it just wasn't our time. I was like, he wasn't even playing. And that's how much it devastated him. And that's what got me a mo. I was like, oh shit. He was like, nah, B, it just wasn't our time, man. And he's crying. I was thinking, oh, and I remember looking around thinking, oh man, I was the part of fucking this up. So that was a massive, like that point when I missed that, I was thinking, oh. But I remember it's funny at the time, like it was a Sunday and I'd booked a flight to go out to Miami on the Monday. So I just needed that. I was away from, I was away from everything. There was no football in Miami. So after the day where I got over it, then the next six days just got over it and then came back ready to go again the next season. As soon as them rumours starting, I'm overly friendly with Martinez. Oh yeah, that's my I'm, guy. I'm man. bobbying him off. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. So, yeah. Son. Good mate being you. Yeah. I said anybody talks you differently, you tell me that. <laughs> tell me, man. I'm fucking him up on site. <laughs> <laughs> is it one of them though you know the lads he was obviously a teammate that season yeah. he's then gone on to manager you soon work out who he's having who he's not having a thousand percent like you saw it like <laughs> the next season so Kenny gets fired gets sacked in February times because I think I break my leg the week before that so the week he gets sacked I break my leg so Martinez comes in and I remember he, he come in and he was like, um, nah man, B, I want you. I want you here next season. Like I want you, you're part of it. 
So I was like, oh shit, that's dope, man. So he, he did check for me. And stupidly, I rejected a contract. The most dumbest thing, it's the only regret I have in football in my whole career is rejecting that Swansea contract because Gillingham said, we'll double your money. But I was out. My leg was broken. They thought I'd come back for the beginning of the season. And I didn't end up coming back till December times. Um, so it's my only regret leaving Swansea the way I left it. Just, you look at it now, if any club offers you a contract and you've got a broken leg, you take it and you get yourself right and then you leave if you have to leave the next. I was money driven. It was the only time that I'd made a decision money orientated. I was like, nah, fuck it. They're going to pay me double. So I'm going to leave. And then... And you, uh, you broke in your leg when they... Offered you the, is this before they'd offered so no, you the contract was, no, before no, you so brought your leg? They offered me the contract at the end of the season. So I bought my leg in February. Right, with, right. So, and then they said, look, we'll, we'll offer you a year on the same money. So I said, cool, but I bought my leg playing for you and I've done well the season before and I was doing okay up until that. So I said, oh, look, why don't I stay on what I'm on now? And then when I'm fit, I get a 25% pay rise. That's what I think I've earned. They was like, nah. So I, I, my, I went into my feelings and into my, I, I went, what? I broke it playing for you and I've done that. It's like, look, this is what we'll give you for a year, same money on that. And I look at it now being in the game, when you're offered the same contract for a year, you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. They're trying to take care of me and not just leave me. And I said, oh man, unfortunately I'm going to have to leave. The most dumbest thing like I did because then I went on trial. I went on to do a medical at Gillingham and they said, no nah, man, you ain't coming back for another five months. It's like, boy, and the manager's like, boy, I could be sacked by the time you come back. I need to go and put the money elsewhere. So they took that away. So the club that I thought I was going to just took it away. Oh, so you said no to Swansea I without no that being concrete? Stupid. Stupid. It's the, my only regret, and not even the fact of regretting leaving Swansea, because I did. I thought Swansea was my education. I was around a lot more professional players, facilities. It was just my education. But after that, because I had nothing, and I didn't even clock that you could go with a PFA and they would have to get you fit. It wasn't. I literally was on my own. So I did some work at Gillingham. I did some work at Swindon, did some work at Yeovil. So I was just doing my, my rehab sporadically at this time. And I've gone on record saying that three months I'd gone through my savings, had my daughter. So now I'm at this stage where I've got no money. I'm like, oh, Fear fuck. setting in. Huh? Fear setting in. No. Oh, my days. I'd gone to a point where I was like, Fuck me, what I'm gonna do? I had to maximize, I had to um, max out my credit cards. I still had my London house, I had my Bristol house. So I'm paying both mortgages, I'm paying my car, and nothing's coming in. And the fear kicked in now. I was like, I could always go hungry for myself, but knowing that I got a dependent, my daughter can go hungry, it fucking shit scared me. And then I was like doing my rehab at different places. Then uh, I, I linked up with. Um, Oh shit, what's his name? I can't remember it, but he's the Yeovil manager. Um, Gary Johnson? No, before him, Baldhead, Orient. Slade. Slade, Russell Slade. So linked up with Russell Slade. So he said, look B, as soon as you get fit, um, as soon as you get fit, we'll sign you. So by this time, I was just, as soon as I could hop around, that's what I was going to do. So I got to a point where I could hobble. So we played a pre-season game, uh, not a pre-season pre game, played a reserve team game, um, against Swansea, to be fair. And for five minutes, literally, maybe not even up to five minutes, maybe four minutes, I could run normally. Then as soon as the fifth minute, you just saw me start hobbling. But in my head, I'm like, but you have to get a contract because I was just accumulating bills. I said, like, you have to get a contract. So that was on a Tuesday. That was on a Monday. 
No, it was on a Tuesday, actually. And then I said, okay, look, I've, I've played, but I'm going to need a contract to the end of the season. He said, all right, look, we'll deal with it on Thursday because we was off on a Wednesday. And then funny enough is Kenny Jacket gets the Millwall job, calls me on a Tuesday. He says, B, I want to sign you. So, but because Yeovil's done my rehab, I'm like, look, I've got, I gave my word to Russell Slade, I'm going to sign. So Wednesday comes, so it's the Wednesday. Then Thursday comes, I go in, I say, look, I need to sign. You need to sign me today because Kenny Jacket has got a contract that I can sign and Millwall's my doorstep. So he's gone, B, look, we're going to have to maybe do it on Monday. I said, look, I can't afford, I can't afford to do it. It has to be today or I'm going to go sign for Millwall. He said, look, we have to go Monday. I said, look, I can call. So I called up Kenny. He said, call B, look, I've just taken over Millwall. Signed. So I went to him, like, Gaffer, I've been out almost a year, you know. He said, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Don't worry. I just need somebody in the changing room that I know. So I've just taken over. Rah, rah. Boy, first game, he put me on 50. I was, when I mean I'd hobbled. So I wasn't even, I was terrible. Like, uh, when I mean terrible, I was fucking, I was like, rah. But he was paying. He should have said, big like, man, like, you owe me this one. <laughs> you owe me this one. I was bad. I was bad. But at that point, it, it didn't really, the football side of it, I, I weren't really caring about. I just needed to get paid. So I, at my career, so all the clubs I played for, Millwall was the only one I didn't show what I was about. I don't even think I did. I even score for them, but he put me on a he put me on a contract. He gave me good money, and he gave me a good bonus. Um, and then I remember, like it wasn't going so great. It weren't going for, so great for him, and it weren't going so great for myself. I was just so I remember he pulled me like this, I think I had like two weeks left of the contract. He was like, look, B, I'm not going to renew your contract. I'm just letting you know that I'm not going to renew your contract. So giving you a heads up to try and get something. I need to go in a different direction. I goes, look, cool. Like not being funny, you gave me a contract. So it, and it, it, for two months, that was cool. And I could feed my people then. Um, and then it was, I, I, I literally had two options. But what Millwall did do, Millwall got me fit. Kenny did the pyramid run. Say, Every it, was fucking, like it was just you getting fit. Really, it was just Millwall. me getting fit. So he, he, we did the pyramid run. You remember the pyramid run? Mm. He did that every fucking Tuesday. What oh, was that? Lord. The up, down. So it was eight. So it was the pyramid. So you start one, back. So you're, you're continuous doing the full pitch. Eight to, oh, it was this nasty. <laughs> it was really, really, really nasty. I won't even lie. But it was for me to get fit. That's what I looked at it. Then after that, and I remember one, he did a, he did something which I'll always, I, I'll always hold. I remember, like, he, he actually gave me a good appearance bonus. Um, so there was a game. When I mean there was a minute left, a minute left of the game. So normally I'd be saying, but you make, make me get me unchanged for a minute. Don't disrespect me. He pulled me to be, go get your appearance money. Go get on. So you literally, we get a throw-in. I run all the across to the throw-in. They take the throw-in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what that was because the fans are laughing though, innit? So FC was happening. So I've thrown on to go get in there. Lord <laughs> fire. That's just water. But to be fair, what I did like is that he said that. He was like, look, be cold. So I was like, right, you know what? I respect that. And then after that, I had a choice between Cheltenham and Northampton. And I only picked Northampton because it was closer to London. But it was the best decision, best decision I could have made. Went to Northampton. Um, Who was manager there? Um, Gray, Stuart Gray. That's it. Memory, brother. Stuart Gray was the first, um, the, the manager that brought me there. 
Um, Before that was at Gillingham? Where, when was no, Gillingham? No, Gillingham was after that. So oh, after, sorry, yeah. So Northampton, I went, stayed two and a half years first with Northampton. Loved it. Loved, just, just loved my time there. And then left to go to Gillingham for a year. Then went back to Northampton for two years. Then went back to Gillingham for a year. Then went to ASC Wimbledon and then Wickham and then finished at Wickham. Where was Martin Allen? Was that your... Martin Allen was the second Gillingham. Second. Crazy. Was it? <laughs> good crazy. We've had him on. Is he a good crazy or... Uh... He was... You know what it was, right? For me, he was just crazy, crazy. And it just depends on the day. Literally, like, when it came to... When it came to family stuff, fucking awesome. Like, in the morning, I'd be walking past his office and he'd be like, big man, come in. So it'd just be me and him sitting there and he'd be like, look, this is what we're doing for training. This, that and the other. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. This, so when it was like, like, listen, anything with the family, take off, cool. So I was like, all right, bless. I was like, rah. <laughs> so this guy's, this guy's, he's that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a good guy. I'd have had a lot of family stuff well, on me. Yeah. <laughs> no christening <laughs> on, on a Tuesday. Christening <laughs> <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> so then, she's in a nativity play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was it was successful, so they've cut yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's running. It's running. It's Stop running. this, yeah. People are gonna start clocking my stories. <laughs> so then then football would come. And he, this is where he would lose me, right? So first he'll be like, all right, we'll do a session, and we'll knock it to the big man, and the big man's gonna knock it around the corner. Simple enough, right? We'll do the session, he gives it, I'll knock it around the corner. Big you're looking around the corner. <laughs> what? So this is me initially, but they've warned me. So the players have warned me. They're like, look, B, I ain't gonna lie. Like, mine's a bit crazy. So I'm thinking, cool, because he, when I mean, he he brought me in. So what the crazy, the, the crazy thing was, the Northampton season prior, I scored 16 or maybe 18 goals, but I scored 10 directly from set pieces. So throw-ins and corners directly. So he was like, I'm bringing in a big man because that's what it is. So he'd ask me, right? So he'd be like, so how do you like, you know? So I'd be like, look, Gaffer, I like standing here and I'll lean off. So then say we did it and I don't win it. Oh, the fuck you did. Like, <laughs> so I'm thinking, bro, initially I'm thinking, bro, wait, <laughs> you signed me. Like, you're, you're crazy. That's how I was seeing it. So one time he pulled me, he's like, Pete, look, I get excited. Stand next <laughs> to me, stand next to me and don't let me get excited. So I'm like, cool. So anybody knows at the Gillingham, like the, the the dugout, it leans up to like a hill. So I'm sitting on this bench. He's sitting on the, the seat next to me. So he's gone to me prior. B, don't let me get excited. So this is what he's saying. So he's sitting next to me. So we're sitting down, we're watching the game. So <laughs> two things happen first. He's so he's sitting down, sitting down. So then he starts trying to get up. So I grab his arm. So I grab his arm, sit down. He's like, oh. So I'm literally, we're sitting down. I'm telling you. So we're sitting down there. So he's he sat down. He sat down. So something's gone on. He wants to get up again. I said, hey, Gaffer, you told me to chill. So he's, he's chilled. So then I'm not paying attention now. All I see is a man punch me in my arm. Oh, what's going on? I think, where the fuck are you punching? Says, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> So anyway, this is what's happened. <laughs> so this is where he just loses it. We get a man sent, they get a man sent off. We're 2-0 up. They get a man sent off. They've gone two up front. So they've shifted, gone two up front, even though the man sent off. They bring it back to 2-2. So he asks me, he's like, 
oh, big man, what should we do in this position? I goes, oh man, let's take it to them. Like, don't worry about it, let's take it to them. So they've gone two up, made it two, two. So he's gone to me, um, oh, B. Uh, so I goes, oh, yo, you man. So I just about to say you man. He's gone, oh, so you're fucking Arsene Wenger now. I said, like, what the fuck, why are you coming for me? I'm like, why are you coming for me? I'm with you. So then, this is where he's so crazy. So then the next one, so we're at crew away. So he's gone, hey, B. So I'm on the bench. I spend so much fucking time with him because he put me on the bench a hell of a lot. <laughs> so I'm on the bench with him. So he's gone, B, I need you to encourage the boys. I goes, all right, cool, man. He's gone, yeah, go down and encourage. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting. So he's gone, go down and encourage the boys. I said, like, Gaffer, what do you want me to do? He's like, encourage them, man. They like you. So I was like, okay. So I walked down. I said, like, fellas, hey, well done. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, so he's standing behind, so that's one, so we, we've scored. So after we scored, so now he's gone, oh, we scored because you've encouraged them. So he's got B, so go down and do it. So by this time, I'm like, ah, oh. so I'm just break down. Hey, Ducky, go over there. Yeah, da yeah, Ducky, spin over. So I'm just there, the boys, we're just fucking, so that's how mad he was. He was look, I kid you not, like I've got stories for him days just because he was a wild, anybody that knows him and his dog, like he'd take his dog, everywhere with him. The dog will be on the training. It'll be whistling. At, uh, Martin Allen was something else, guys. Well, we know too well, but he, he brought it to, to the a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're looking at here. Yeah, mate. He, 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 he was just cold. Just imagine him mate, all this just pom-poms here. He was, hey, if you, if you, <laughs> the boys were busting up, because it was just in there, it's like, but you just have to, and something with him, right? I'd say, <laughs> he wanted us to defend Corners, so he wanted them to defend corners. So the attackers were going up against um, the defenders. So he goes, you lot ain't getting tight, but if you scared of the big man, watch. So he comes to mark me, right? So Martin Allen, so as the corners come in, he's grabbed me. So he's used his hands and it's cut my lip. And as that's happened, I've thrown him to the floor. So he's done some sorts. <laughs> so he's got up and he's gone, but you see, the big man's bleeding. That's how tired you got to get. Wait, wait, are you bragging that you bled? I kid you not. I've said this numerous times. If he didn't get sacked, it would have come up on Sky Sports. I can feel my punches, Martin Allen. Because that's how it was. <laughs> it was it was so, hey, he was just sort of melts. But on a one-to-one, -one, he was fucking good as gold. Just when it came to football, he was, and it's the, the, the story with fucking, we played Wolves. We played Wolves at Wolves. Martin Allen's got these bright red trousers on. He's got his shirt tucked in and he's got his belt and he's made us sit down in front of the walls and he strutted across on the warm-up. And they're all, they're all screaming and he's just stood there and he's had us sit down. So it's a bit like the Phil Brown thing, but in the warm-up, it's sunny and he's sweating and he's just standing over us. We're thinking, Gaffer, I allow it. They whooped us 4-0. They just whooped us 4-0. I was like, yeah, cool, Gaffer. You, that's on you, brother. It's something else, man. What a boy, man. Did you ever uh, get on Tuesday clubs and stuff like that when you... And you what? Tuesday clubs, you know, like drinking with a lot of people. Nah, man, I wasn't. I had my first drink at 29. That was my first time I drank. So I weren't on that. So I weren't on uh, what, for me, what I disliked the most was Christmas dues. So Christmas dues, everybody would be drinking. And because I'm sober, 
and alcohol gets you excited. So you lot will be starting to touch my bald head and that. <laughs> Spitting in here Many man got punched up on a Christmas do. <laughs> Many man, because that's what alcohol does. It makes you brave. Many man, but yeah. <laughs> makes you brave. <laughs> makes you brave. But yeah, so now nah, I went really on the Tuesday club um, up until, so it was up until like, to be fair, my late 30s was when I actually started to, to have drinks and that. Holidays, like, I'd, I'd drink, but in season, I weren't really a, a big... It's a conscious drinker. decision for you playing, playing cricket. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I just didn't like the taste. I'm a, The worst thing is I'm a creature of habit. So if I did like the taste, I would have drank. Like, if I liked, I'm a creature of habit. So... You can try uh, different one, like some cocktails. Yeah, I, do you know what it was? Do you know what it was with... No, to be fair, my favourite drink is a strawberry daiquiri. I like, yeah, a sweet drink. So maybe if I come across that earlier, that would have been. But I think I was up against it because at a young age, especially Christmas in the household growing up, dad used to love Guinness. So, and it looks like a real, real decent drink, cold. And that, and I, the first time I took it, I was just spitting for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then was, start, yes. and then from then it was just like, and then uh, as I got older, I had it one holiday. And then boy, man, I just, I just had a couple of Ciroc's on. <laughs> had a couple of Ciroc's on holiday. <laughs> Can you remember the conversation you had with Boothroyd when he said uh, you weren't playing in the final? Do you know what? This is Northampton. Yeah. So I actually didn't, I, I actually didn't say anything at the time. I just remember, so what, um, he wanted to train at the time we played. So normally you train in the morning, but I think we played le a little bit later. So he wanted to train later. So what we did, we went to the cinema first. We had the whole squad went to the cinema before we trained. Did you watch? Uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, Fast and Furious, we watched. So to be fair, they, the Northampton give us the the room free, so it was just our room free. It was just us. So I remember he, we went in last. So he said, "Our oh, big man, I want to talk to you." So I goes, "All right, cool." He goes, "I'm not starting you." So I was like, "What?" Goes, "I'm not starting you tomorrow." Because I'm gonna start Clive Platt. So me and Platty cool. So it wasn't like I was beefing Platty. So I was just like, "Boy, that's what you want to do." Me and him always had a it, the worst thing is, I it wasn't like I, we argued, but I always knew that I was always any anywhere where he could be like, look, I'm the boss. He was going to go and do it. That's just what he was. I'd say is that, you know, he was a flipping very good. He used to give real good team talk, good motivator, that sort of thing. But he was very much, he had a big ego, which, listen, I, I don't knock it. I think we all have egos, but he had a big ego in the sense where he came. So I remember when he said, yeah, I was like, boy, man. It is where it is. My problem was, was I was top goal scorer and Platy had been out for eight weeks. So this was his first game back. So you played in the two semifinals? Played in the two semifinals. This was his first game back. This the what was where it was really to the point where he was trying to show that he was the boss. It was, and your players, you the players know. But we, I played two semifinals and it wasn't even the, the, that fact. It was the first game back he was going to play was the final. He was going to start the final. And I'm like, but we know that. But for him, it was like, well, fuck it. Like, that's my plan A, which is it, like, it is what it is. But it couldn't have gone any worse for us. Like, there's a video when I came on and I, and I, I remember sitting there and I just remember thinking we were so close like so fucking close to getting promoted. And I remember sitting there and it was 3-0 within 20 minutes. Like Bradford blew us away, like blew us away. So I remember sitting there 20 minutes and it pans to me. 
And I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, I, get, I think I come on on the 60, 68 minutes. It wasn't even like he made changes, you know, it was really to that. And they asked him and said he, he refused to answer. But again, I, I won't knock it because that's what, that's just the, in my journey. I was pissed because I didn't want my Northampton to end that way just because I'd really enjoyed my time there. And I remember sitting down with him afterwards after he said he's not going to renew my contract, which I was ready to go anyway. I, was, I wasn't going to sign, re-sign anyway, playing under him. But he was like, look, B, I'm not going to re-sign. I goes, fair enough. Listen, I know that. He goes, look, I don't have no doubt that you're going to kick on. I goes, nice, cool. Listen, you made your decision. I'm, 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 I'm and I'll make my decision, it is what it is. And that's where we parted ways. And then the bit which, I, I don't really, I haven't talked too much on this, but it's funny because when I left, so I'd went to, I went back to Gillingham at that point. So I went back to Gillingham at that point. And they were, of course, because I was, because of the time I had at Northampton, the goals I scored, they were still asking questions about that. And I remember he came up with a story. So he went, oh, you know what? So I'm I'm no longer at this club now. So this is maybe four months, four months into the new season. So then I, I see something come up on Twitter and it says, um, A.D. Boothroyd says, Akin Femwa lies or something. So I'll read into the, the what he said. He said, oh, it's funny that Akin Femwa says that he was always trying to lose weight or be fit. And every time I came to his car, I saw KFC and McDonald's rappers in his cars, in his car. And, and I remember at that time, I remember phoning my agent because I was just going to F and blind. I was just going to be like, look, you know what? I've gone. You made a decision to leave me. It's fine. Like we've gone on our pastors new. Don't lie on me. Reason why, if he said Nando's, this is the funny thing is, if he said Nando's, <laughs> I would have said, right. all right, cool. <laughs> oh, say nothing. Right, I love my chicken. But him making making lies up that he used to come and it used to be, uh, for me, it was that you're, you're really trying to fuck up my, just me as an individual. Don't lie on, you come to my car and there'll be McDonald's. Don't lie on me like that. But we've gone. Like, I, I didn't badmouth you and I'd gone on, you had gone on and that was, and if I'd saw him at that time, it would have been a problematic, but I'm older now and it's gone. But at that time, I really was like, nah, man, you're, 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 you're really trying to fuck up my name, which is bad of yours. We went, you made a decision. It didn't work. It is what it is. But uh, we've seen, uh, we've talked since then. And, and, and we blessed it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm. Do you need time at Wimbledon? We have to give one back. The player final goal or the Liverpool goal, FA Cup. Which one are you giving back? Liverpool goal. Yeah. Give back Liverpool goals. So I don't like anybody scoring against Liverpool. So <laughs> it's clearly be a bit of bad fucking shot yeah, this season, aren't you? Very bad. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give the Liverpool goal back. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. To score at Wembley, yeah, even in the way it was, to score at Wembley is for me was my dream. And then it was ten years on from missing 
in the playoff final. Yeah. So for me, it was just like, oh yeah, man. Almost Boom. like Stuart Peters. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, man, shit, man. I, I put them demons to rest. So that was for me. Um, Liverpool was wicked because I think the Liverpool game, forget the goal, but of course the whole build-up was because I'm a massive Liverpool supporter. The whole build-up was about me. And then to equalise, it was just, oh shit. And then because it was on BBC One and it was meant to be on, there was meant to be EastEnders on. So a lot more people watched it and people are watching it. It's like, who the fuck is this big guy? Just <laughs> out here, just- Trouble I'm watching it. It was like, I'm like, I'm like, like this, I was fucking furious. <laughs> Fucking Phil Mitchell just got a bit of shit in a minute. And I've got a lot of fucking Liverpool on there. I kid you, I couldn't have asked for a better because I, there was like 40,000 tweets um, on the games. I fucking, who's this big guy? He's causing fucking bare free kicks. Oh shit, he's going to injure the players. It was just fucking, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, if I could give a goal back, it, it would be that one. Um, and I keep, I've said the Stevie G story. Um, Whereas he is the best player. That to be fair, uh, Kevin De Bruyne and rides him close, but Stevie G was just it. We were playing a game, and it literally you lot played against players when it literally like he was just got bored, and he said, like, "Fuck this, turn it on, turn it on." He literally it just he's he just like oh, fuck these man. Did he done a diag, ran into the box, they just dinked and he scored. Said, yeah, and just, that's just how he he upped it. Then we made it one one, and this is for me the biggest flex. It's the biggest flex. And I said this to him and I've said this many times. As strikers, we got to come back into the wall. So generally we're the last one because we're upfield. So he puts the ball down. We're setting up the wall. I run past him to get in the wall. Kid you not, he says, sorry, big man. So I'm thinking, what? So I get in the wall, he bends it over, scores, walks back. We lose 2-1. <laughs> Swear down. I'm, I, I kid you not. I've seen him fair times when I've said that. He's just gone, as he's putting the free kick down, so he must have just clocked my boots running past him. So he's just gone, sorry, big man. <laughs> you know, it must be so, that might be proper frustrating. You know, what? for somebody to have that. What? You fucking dickhead. <laughs> but I, 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 I didn't clock it initially. You know, you're just thinking. Afterwards. Uh, yeah, you know, afterwards you're thinking, yeah. what the fuck? My man said, sorry, big man. <laughs> He just done it and it walked by. I said, boy, you ain't getting near Anfield. That's how he says, oh. In my head, I'm thinking, 1-1, one, one, perfect. Yeah. Go back to Anfield. Oh, shit, they can beat us 6-0. It doesn't matter. I'm at Anfield. That's what I'm thinking. He said, yeah, man. So big, man. And he just bent in the free kick. Just walked past. I said, oh. I'll put it that, in this one. That's the, that, was, that was G shit there. <laughs> G shit. <laughs> Is that when you first thought that the, the Beast brand would, you know, after football, you think, hold on a minute, let's... If I if I play my cards right, you, no, you know what it was that that's what I said that put me on like a a commercial global that game because prior to that it was the social media it was the birth of social media when I was at Northampton so it's about I think two thousand and ten if I want to recall correct and the, the the YouTuber KSI at the time he was on the come up and he did a video and he was like oh, he, he said Akin Fenwa and at this time. We used to play Pro Evo. So I used to play Pro Evo anyway. So I didn't used to play FIFA. So when somebody was like, yo, man, do you know you're the strongest in FIFA? I was like, I don't play it. And then I saw this video and it had like the time, like two plus million views. So I was like, rah, man, what is this? So I had a conversation with my brother and was like, rah, man, like people are saying like, you're the beast, innit? Like, but what can we do to give it back? And that was, that's that beast mode was birthed. So it was like, all right, cool, man. Like, 
we're gonna be beast mode, and we're gonna have we're gonna have our beast mode on. So whatever we do, we're gonna have our beast mode on. And then that was the birth. And then after the Liverpool game, of course, it was then our beast mode, beast mode, yeah. beast mode. We're ride this wave. Just and then from then it was like, yo, I'm gonna ride this wave. And then what then started to happen was because I was I was moving clubs, and after was after. Wimbledon, I went to Wickham. And at this time I'm 34. So I know in my head, I'm like about 36 maximum and I'm going to retire. But then brands started to reach out. Um, I had my social media. And what I liked about social media, because I wasn't affiliated to these massive clubs, we didn't have a a, a commercial guy or a press. Um, Telling you what you kind of yeah. can't do. So we didn't have a press affiliated to say, be, say this, don't say that. To be fair, they was just like, go be you. Like I was, so when brands were coming to me, I was being me on my profile. I was being me. And there was that whole crossover. And then when I started working with FIFA, that, that was when I realized that FIFA is a world within its world. It was just global. So then I was just getting people from all over the world. And then FIFA then really started to fucking make me an ambassador. And when they made me ambassador, then boy, I was like, yeah, this social media world can really work. And then boy, I just dived into it. What did FIFA get you doing initially? So then I used to just go and do drills or do content yeah. with, and that's when I started linking up with the elites and then realizing the elites played FIFA. So once they, once, um, Ultimate team came in and everybody was building their ultimate team and they can build their team. And then my card, they gave me the, the strongest. So there was like, oh, every kid wanted the strongest player. Yeah. So that was one. And then I would be in most teams playing against these. And that's what football, footballers have got time on their hands. So most of these elite footballers will be playing FIFA. So I'd be talking to the likes of Kevin De Bruyne or Hazard and them, man. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, beast mode. I can find I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> tell you what, to be honest with me, I'm thinking that now. Yeah, Fucking what's... cards, what's cards? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah you had to, uh, you, uh, Parks, you missed it, bro. Yeah, 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 it was in Barnsley. It was just, it was, it was something. And then, and again, when you realise the, the scope that FIFA has, like you don't realise until you're working within the machine. Like the machinery in FIFA, it's just on. And then every launch for every FIFA that comes out, it's just, it got bigger and bigger. And then I got more and more involved to the point where I'm flying to LA to do content. I interviewed The Rock. It's just, it was, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's just, it was mind boggling. And then of course I teamed up with the NFL and then I've been to the last, I think four out of five, or four out of six Super Bowls. So it was just that in the sense where, but then of course the world started, and you'll know because you're not into podcasts, the world started changing and the way people started getting information, getting content started to change. And it was like, well, hold on. People don't really watch TV as much. So they watch it on their devices. So let's do sound bites or let's do stuff where it's not as conventional. And I actually, at that point, fitted into that marker. You could get me from... You can um, say, you're not paying me elite money like you'll be paying these premiership players. And there's not as much restrictions when you've got me. So, and then also what found out, which as I got on, it was easier for somebody like me to do an interview with another footballer because you know 
I'm not trying to trip you up. I'm yeah, not yeah. a journalist. So it it really was nice that I started to build a repertoire and a relationship with just people in the game. And then everybody else then, I'm not saying everybody, but started to realize you can use your platform for something different than just, oh yeah, you're a footballer. You can then start, you know, and a lot of players then started to, you know, going to own gyms, owning clothing, owning hats, just, you know, starting to become a brand for themselves. And for me, that's what I like with social media so much. It, it allows you to be your own boss. Can you remember looking over your stats and like, fair enough, you were strong on that, but then, here's it. Who the fuck? Who's done that? Right. <laughs> hey, <don't> that. <laughs> hey, no, you know what the funny thing is? I was always saying- And it took eight. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I always said this and I actually genuinely, I actually didn't care about any other stat. Once I realised that I had the, the only stat of being the strongest, it was the only stat I cared about. But, and it's funny because I remember I was talking with somebody, I ain't even dropping names, it sounds big time, but I was talking with somebody and he was like, you know what? Out of, to have a stat that's your own, so, you know, if you're known as the most skillfulest and it's yours for the last 10 years or the quickest and it's yours for the last 10 years, I was like, bruv, you can, every other scat shooting, defending, pace, I don't care. I don't, but I stand by myself with the strength one. So I don't get the game twisted. The last couple of times, I'm like, yo, man, like, I remember I had the best footballing season of my career and they took four off every stat. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just because I got older by a year. You're not taking a fucking piss. Like, what? Well, no, Who's the powers that be? But fuck, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to Super Bowl next year. They're a fucking asshole. Oh, so was, but I was like, as long as I got my, as long as I got my strength. And then, of course. You must have been doing extra time at gym. You know, no, once, I, that, I, once you've got that, that strongest player. You start and getting you, you recognition for it. I enjoy it. You've got to play strengths. And that's what it is. And I, and I say this to everybody. I'm like, there's nothing wrong in staying in whatever lane you're in. Like, try and be the best version of yourself. My strength was my strength. I knew that. But also, take away football. So, I knew I can play football. I knew, I knew on the ground, I'm better on the ground than in the air. I'm not the tallest. But off it, my strength was my strength. So, I played on my strength, knowing that that's what I'm known for. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, all right, look, maximizing what you're known for. I knew I was um, strong. So flip every flipping, every picture for the first thing, I was in a vest. I was like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what it was like. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, it's a small Baby, yeah, man, come on. Throw a 50p at me and watch it bounce back. But so I, I played to that, I remember, saying that I remember being very conscious about branding and it was, I did something with a, a an agency, a branding agency. And I'd, 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 I'd got it in my head so much that we got promoted at Wembley and I whipped off my top and I had beast mode, ran around the pitch with beast mode, knowing it's on sky going out. When I picked up, I'm wearing beast mode. So it, I was so methodical with, we did a, a we did like a collage and we was on the, we was at the pool. And to be fair, I didn't have six packs. So that's why I was wearing a vest. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I was actually wearing a beast mode vest. So all these pictures, which were going and were going to get reshared everywhere. I was in beast mode. So what I'd learned very early in the sense of when I, I did business studies in college, which my mum made me do. But what I went, uh, really, what I learned very early is if you can get other people to, brand your brand for you, 
you've done half the work. So Sky put beast mode all over the world. So every time I, I scored a goal, I whipped it off. Every time I was in a vest, I whipped it off. And at that time when you would go viral and everybody will see. So now you say the word beast mode, especially in this country, I'm synonymous with the word beast mode just because that's what every time you saw beast mode, you saw me. Every time I said beast mode, you saw me. And that was, I was very methodical in the early part. I don't do it as much now um, because I, I've, 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 to be fair, I'd say I'd done the work initially, but that's what it was. I was very much knowing that. It was I perfect know. for you, really, wasn't it? Because even if you'd have been at a championship club, there could have been people saying, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Oh, I, like I'm saying, I wouldn't change anything. It was a perfect storm in how I was supposed to, because look, I was, uh, there's not many, there's not many built like us parks. There's not, there wasn't many built like us. And and when you see it, you're like, well, you have your big boy. Like I wouldn't, there's not, I don't think there's one person that's guessed that uh, when I was playing football, that I was playing football. So I knew that, I knew I wasn't, I, I was built differently, but, and that's why I'd say it's a perfect storm because every club I went to, I mean, Wickham for me, worked my brand the best. They was like, Ainsworth was like, I know what I've signed. B, I know what I've signed. So I know you go, you, you fly over the world. I know you do the Super Bowl. Um, I know you work for the NFL. Um, I know you work for the USL. I know you work for EA. I know what I've signed. When you're here, be here. When you've got things on, you got things on. So he was at the first season, I, was, I missed the game to go Super Bowl. I was like, B, I'm going to tell him. Don't worry. I'm going to tell him. I've let you go to the Super Bowl um, and I'll stand by my decisions. And because he was doing that for me, and listen, at the, at the age, I was 34. I'd, I'd had all, all my five kids. So I was, I weren't going to learn no new tricks at this time. I'm, I'm seasoned, I'm experienced. But what he was doing for me at the time, I was thinking, right, well, you know what? I'm going to go to bat for him because he's going to bat for me. And like I said, I, there's, there was no way I thought I was going to play six years. And those six years on paper was my best six years in the game, you know what I'm saying? And that was at the age of 34. Was he your best manager? Yeah, best best manager in everything. I'd say that different managers, I learned from different things. Kenny Jacket taught me how to win. He was very methodical. It's like, nah, man, I'm building a team. This is his, um, this is how it's gone win. Um, and, but Gareth Ainsworth, hands down, best manager in the sense where I like I, I said if you can connect on a human level I think you get a lot more out of individuals if you can and that's what he was on a human level and for me he was unapologetically himself he was that he was he weren't afraid I, listen I was never for his cowboy boots his open shirt I was going to ask yeah. that you know on your trips to America and that you never think I tell you what I'll take the gaffer and your jacket back yeah I, some I, new I, fucking I, ones I, and I, I kid you not like he is Something else when it comes. He's a rock and roller, man. Like it was be it'll be the, the depth of winter. Man be having his shirt out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just standing with his hair blowing and I'm like, I'm cold, man. What would you? Like, um, but yeah, man, but he this is like I come down, he's unapologetically himself, and we clicked. Like we clicked on so many levels like that. Um and I'll I'll always say, and, and listen, we spoke off air in the sense where I think sometimes managers love to try and play to their strengths and they can lose players like that. And what he did was he tried to play to your strengths and suppress your weaknesses. And that's what he did. Um, we had a conversation early on because he thought, I was like, Gaff, I haven't come here to sit on the bench. Like I've come here to play. He was like, oh, I thought he was coming just to chill. I was like, nah, man, I've come to play. 
And then, and I'll always say, if you're going to make a statement, you've got to try your best to back up your statement. And from then, he just, he, I'd say he worked the team around me. He had the players do my running for me, which therefore was like, look, if they're going to do my running, but I've got to bring what I bring to the party. And then we went from League Two to League One, to League One to the Championship. Ended up being Wickham's all-time top goal scorer in the Football League. And I, I, it's not even like I'd say I planned that or I thought I'd even get anywhere close, but... Um, come to play, boss. Come to just not next week. It's Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the week after that, I need to go interview the Rock. But, but after that, Jeff, I'm here. <laughs> oh, wait. Nah. nah, I'm not fucking good at that one, Gaffer. Um, I need to ask you about the playoff final last year because me and Chrissy are big Sunderland fans. Yeah, and we we came down for it. Yeah, if you was it just one of them? If you told me you two were like that, I wouldn't even fucking turned up to them. <laughs> you lot stole my dream. Like it was set, and you know, you lot have been there where you feel like, oh, the footballing gods have got me. Like, but I'm gonna leave with getting Wickham to the champ on my last game. That's what I thought. I didn't think I was gonna go and score, but I was like, nah, man, it's written in the stars. My last ever game, Wembley, Sunderland. Nah, man, we're going to do it. That's what I thought. <laughs> Sunderland had different fucking ideas. <laughs> Took my fucking fairy tale away from me. <laughs> but, like, and I said it on the day, they turned up. They deserved it. The best team won on the day. Um, they got it right. Um, they got it right on the day. They played the game. We played the, we, we played the occasion. Um, and it's funny because we look back at it now, like there was a little thing that they did when we walked into um, Wembley like the club did like personal messages from all our family. So in where we sat, there was like pictures of our family and it was all personal messages. And it's even me. I mean, there was an incident that happened the week before, two weeks before my little man got knocked, knocked over. Um, and he was in hospital for six days and half the team never knew, half the team knew. And then the, the, the night before my little man, cause he was in the hospital the whole day. My little man said he wanted me to stay with him at home and not be in a hotel with the boys. So I told the boys prior. So that's when we all, um, we all found out. And it was like, and I remember just being at that point saying, you know what, not that I didn't care about the game and that, but the only thing that I was excited was, was being able to kick it with my little man, just because it was, it was touch and go for a little bit. But then, and then when we got to the stadium, there was all messages from our family and you could see like it was, it was an emotional time, like for the Wickham. And that's why I say we played the occasion rather than the game. And I thought, listen, I thought Sunderland was just methodical. They came, they played, they done it. Um, Stuart, for me, I, I think he's going to go on and do big things. I think he's a really good striker. Um, and they just played the game. So listen, I'd, and I remember saying it, like I wanted it to go a different way, but. It didn't, um, and it is what it was. Has there been any players that have fancied a shot at the title? You know, the, the, the beast mode have thought, I'll, I'll show you who's... Yeah. who's, who's... Like, I'll, I'll always say, right, there's always the there's always the, the individuals that feel like, yeah, man, he's, he's not really that strong. And they find out, but I really am. Like, and this is not... I don't, you know not what, just all water. No, you know the... <laughs> You know the thing is, which I which I back myself, right? Because, and I know, you know, power and strength is different. I do know that, but I do know I'm not built like footballers. I, I know that, especially as I got to the latter stages, I weren't running like too tough. 
So I enjoy lifting 180 kg. I enjoy lift. It's an enjoyment for me. So generally, yeah, I see it. It's like you're weak as well. You're probably like, lifting yeah, it. Yeah, I said 180, cuz. No, but I enjoy that. And I know generally there's not many footballers. Footballers can't be over 15 stones, really, because they've got to run around. So I was, my playing weight was. 16 and a half stone, my heaviest was 17. So I knew strength rate, just to lean on people, I was stronger. So that's what I always had in my head. But I come up against strong boys, man. Guy Branston, strong boy. Wes Morgan, strong boy. Aaron Pierre, strong boy. Um, the Soji brothers, strong boys. Like I think back in the day, it was more aggressive. It was more target man, big center halves, gone bam, bam. I think now, you've got more ball play in centre-half. So it starts from the back and they don't really want to be able to put on too much timber because they've got to run around. So, but yeah, they'd always get like, oh, you ain't that strong. And then boy, they get pinned. And then <laughs> finally, <laughs> I, that, that's the one thing I'm so confident about or was so confident about was there wasn't, there wouldn't be nobody stronger than me on the pitch. And once I pinned you, I don't care who you was. Like you was getting pinned. It was a rap, you know, that was my, it was just a rap. I, but then I knew it was a rap that if I had to go down the channel, it was a rap. I wasn't getting it, like I was cool with it. I tried to do a step over a couple of times. I always keep saying, and uh, sometimes I'm like, it's so cool to know your strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> I couldn't get away from knowing. It was a big thing. One time I knocked it around the centre half and I was like, oh shit, I'm away. And there was so much grass. I, within a second, he had got back. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck this running shit. I swear, to, I swear. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. <laughs> it's not for me. I was like, nah, man, fuck this running shit. <laughs> Do you not uh, miss in football at all then? Nah, man. I'm not like, I, I, I took a brief stint. I come out of retirement. That's how we're looking at here, Fabersham. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I see you lot. Yeah, I see what you lot was trying to do. Um, no, look, I, I'm not missing it. Um, Sammy Moore took over at Fabersham um, and they were trying to beat the drop. So he asked me to help. I actually didn't. I missed a penalty in the last minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big man again, isn't it? <laughs> You lot, you missed a Sunday in church. What, what, what God did there? God said, I, to, I retired you for a reason. <laughs> yeah. He said, Look, big man, I, I gave you that. 22 years and you want to go fast yourself up and go play again. <laughs> I said, I'm back retired. So that's what God does. Hey, God never misses. I'll tell you that now. Um, but yeah, I came out and and let's be fair, I enjoyed the. I enjoyed it for 12 minutes. I played 45, 12 <laughs> minutes, I enjoyed it. The rest, I was like, oh, this is peak. But no, I mean, I'm, I would say I'm a, one of the lucky ones in the sense where my transition from retirement's been pretty smooth. Mm. I haven't been able to say, oh, what's my identity? I'm lucky enough is I work for BT and I'm still, this season, I've been at Man City, Liverpool uh, twice, Chelsea, Liverpool go down to the stadium, still interact, um, do the score, do talk sport. So um, I'm lucky in a sense where my transition from out of the game so far has been seamless. I'm more busy now than I was playing. So uh, I know I'm lucky. So, you know, by the grace of God, it continues to be busy. But no, nah, man, I'm not missing it, man. I've never actually been to the Super Bowl. So do you know next time you get an invite? You, you want to come, yeah? Hey. You, like, you like it like that? Yeah? No, but I just like to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating and drinking for four hours, aren't you? You're not guys. I have to do fucking 12 hot dogs in four hours. I don't 
not you're interested in the fucking <laughs> rug, rugby bit. They're throwing bit on the... <laughs> They're gonna watch this, you know. I'm gonna say, look, I have to bring a plus one. He really likes the game. He calls it rugby, but he really likes the game. <laughs> oh, oh man, you know, you're gonna get off. Yeah, top man, man. Yeah, Thank you for coming on. It's pleasure. Really man. appreciate it, man. What a pleasure, man. <laughs> rug, rugby, man. The rugby part. I'll think of the ball. Ah. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. Oh, boys, that was good. Ah. <laughs> oh. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.